0: all right hello 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 welcome to another episode of the stories of selling human podcast i'm your host alex smith and i started this podcast because i believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation could be business could be personal that requires you to create change i think we all want to be heard seen and understood and the people who get our attention and convince persuade or influence us they're not just salespeople, there are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories along with salespeople so that we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang. So um, man, this I, I feel like this woman that we got on this podcast today is so much like me. I got I learned so much from her. She takes an approach. To sales very similar to me. She is a territory account manager at a uh, cybersecurity company called Fortinet. Um, I love that she titles herself the most seriously non-serious sales rep. We'll ask her what that means. She's a co-founder of an awesome sales community called Five on Friday uh, that gives uh, sales reps uh, feedback on on demos and their pitches. She's also a founding member of Rev Genius, and this uh, woman is just seriously real folks um if you don't know it, she says in her tagline if you're gonna be anything be genuine please give a round of applause and welcome none other than amy quick to the podcast welcome what's up
1: alex (laughs) (laughs) hey man i think you need to play like uh some like applause sound effects you know like that would really that would really wake things up a little bit i'm like Uh, when
0: when I edit these, everyone has um, uh, sound effects. I just uh, haven't yeah. gotten to that advanced level yet of uh, of sound bites. <laughs> you could
1: you could just throw it at like a clapping emoji on it. It would probably sum me up perfectly.
0: Yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah, just oh my god. Yeah, clapping emoji. Welcome, Amy. Quick. Right. Um, you know, awesome, Amy. I'm I'm so excited. We're gonna get into a whole lot. Um, you know, I think. For everyone, um, you know, and and I always say this, like this really is for everyone. It's it's for salespeople. It's people that uh, are new and and don't even consider themselves in sales. And I think, really, why I want to talk to you is is um, just about what I said. You are you are such a genuine person. You you um, are all about uh, trying to study conversations and how do you let people in to get to know you. And so we'll dive into. What your approach is with your clients? How do you approach LinkedIn? You know, how, how, what's what what advice you have? We'll get into all that. Before we do that, uh, Amy, you want to want to find out a little bit about you. So, give people a window into you. So, my first question for you, Amy. Everybody asks people, okay, how did you get into sales? So, I want to kind of uh, change it a little bit. My question for you is, um, you know. First off, like to know you, Amy, what are the people, what what do people need to know about you? Um, What are some things, uh, first of all, that they would need to know if they need to know Amy quick? And what are some things that people that know you, maybe they just don't know that well? What are some of those things?
1: Well, I don't know that this is necessarily a a good thing, but I'm codependent as hell, Alex. (laughs) I I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of sales reps out there that have a tendency to be. A little codependent you know they worry about everyone they want to take care of everyone all the time and uh, you know in uh, life in your personal life I may not always serve you well but um, in the world of business um, that has a tendency to resonate because people know that as a person just kind of your genuine nature is one that is very serving of others and just the um, I don't know I think that maybe because I started in the world of customer service and not sales um, I I kind of got to lean on that caring, nurturing side of me, mm. where I really wanted to help out. I, you know, if I saw someone suffering, I, I wanted to take care of them and fix their problems, and, um, and that translated into a sales career really naturally, because, um, you know, sales by nature is solving problems, whether it's with a problem or a product solution, an idea. You know, whatever it may be, ultimately someone's going to be buying something to better their life or to fix a problem. You know, It's, it's very base level. Uh, psychologically, it's a pretty simple thing to wrap your mind around. Mm-hmm. So when you have someone that comes from kind of a background where it's taking care of problems and putting out fires and making sure people are happy at the end of the day, um, I think by its very nature, that's going to translate into a sales role And I think that's, that's kind of how I got my start. So um, yeah, codependency for the win here.
0: (laughs) I love it. You're the first person that said that.
1: Yeah. Let me me
0: ask, I like it. I like it that you are absolutely honest. Um, You know, think back before your professional career, because people can kind of point to, okay, I think that was like one of my first sales jobs. But like, if you had to go back, like in, you know, early on as a kid, or growing up, you know, was there like certain situations or some some things that showed you like, huh, like I like having conversations with people. I like caring about people. You know, maybe it was like on a playground, maybe you were giving, you know, you were, you were a good sharer in the kindergarten or, you know, I don't know, but, um, you know, tell us about growing up. Is there anything that you could point to to say, huh, like I, I kind of like, I just like talking to people and getting to know people.
1: Oh my goodness. How long do I have on this one, Alex?
0: <laughs> um, no. <laughs> uh,
1: so there's two things I think that really stand out to me. One is um, just the, my childhood, my upbringing. So I'm a military brat, and my dad was in the Air Force for 23 years. And, you know, I got to grow up attending a lot of military functions as a result. And I think uh, it's very interesting. You learn a lot about public speaking. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about um just decorum, you know, being able to conduct yourself accordingly. And as a kid, you know, I had to learn manners and how to have conversations with adults and people of authority because my mom also worked in civil service. And so her job when my dad was in the air force was actually to help onboard all of the base commanders and, you know, the new like officers and everyone that were coming on board, she would be routing paperwork and making sure that they had everything they needed for, you know their transfer onto that particular base and that meant she was having a lot of conversations with the high ups. and mm. i learned how you know how to have conversation just from sitting back listening to my mom yeah. have conversations with these you know yeah. high-ranking officers and she yeah. would just handle them like they were you know like like the milkman or something <laughs> like she was so just funny. i don't know it was like she would just it's so easy and, and natural yeah. for her Um, and I, man, I, um, I used to interrupt a lot and my mom would get really pissed at me. She'd be like, this is an adult only conversation, Amy, see your way out. And, um, I, uh, I don't think it really stopped me, but, um, and then the second thing I'll say is that I grew up, uh, riding horses, right? So, um, I was a competitor from a very, very early age. And, um, I, when I, when we finally moved from the UK to the U S. I was um, probably one of the younger girls uh, in the world of horses, you know, as I knew it then, um, at riding at the level that I was riding at. Because in England, they're like freaking hardcore horses, right? Like you are, it's drill sergeant mode. Like you have to know everything about riding a horse or a pony. And they don't put you on these little finished, you know, brilliant horses that just canter around and do everything you ask them. They put you on absolutely the worst, of the worst ponies, and you suffer long and miserably (laughs) while trying to learn to ride. So by the time I got to the US, I was years and years kind of ahead of a lot of the girls my age. So I actually ended up going pro at 18 and uh, teaching riding lessons and training horses. And that meant talking to clients, talking to parents, conducting large group lessons where I was giving instruction to, to kids and teenagers and sometimes adults. Uh, and I had to be able to converse and, and explain in clear phrases what they needed to do and why. And so that, I think, helped me in the business world because analogies were a big thing for me in the horse world. And I kind of carried that over into the business world, um, helping coach people through absolute misery when they've fallen off a horse or gotten bucked off or something didn't go their way um, or they're uncomfortable and, and trying to help them psychologically deal with that uh, that translated really well to business so i think those are the two things that i would really say is the kind of the military influence and watching my mom and dad conduct themselves and then just learning to teach people how to ride and having to you know from the ground explain what they should be doing in the saddle so those, that's, that's what I, that's what I'm going with. I the love it. You can do
0: it. And, um, you know, you, you have this diverse background, you know, born right in, uh, UK. You're, yep. You grew up well, there. I actually
1: was born in Germany. I was born, born on an Germany? air force base in Germany, but wow. raised in the UK. Yes.
0: Raised in the UK. Doesn't, doesn't have like the, the British accent, but she can like do one on a dime. It's uh, it sounds like, um, I can
1: the rest of your podcast.
0: With my accent, <laughs> if you want to maybe 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 certain things uh, a cup of tea uh, you you can say some things right, um, yes. I l- I love it uh, you know so I love the ability to kind of it sounds like you could switch on and off like it seems like maybe your <laughs> you know your mum uh, she you know could have a professional conversation with people at a very high level and um, get people to respect her but like you know she didn't. Maybe it's like take her too self too seriously. It sounds like she could, you know, just be one of those, just one of the guys. I guess you could say like just what, just someone like at the other end of the bar. You know, I had a sales trainer once say like. You know, and he happens to be British. My current sales trainer happens to be British. He he lives in London. He's like, I I love what you did there. It's like you could I, I I could see myself sitting at the bar with you. You know, and like, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Kind of
0: what it sounds like. Is that what who your mom and and dad were people that could yeah. kind of switch on and on and off?
1: Absolutely. So my mom actually met my dad in a the
0: pub. So. <laughs> there you go. See, it's like that's a that's a you are created of, of, from a sale. You are, I'm talking to you right now because of a, of a human.
1: Funny story. My mom was dating my dad, you know, mate or, you know, uh, coworker and uh, this guy uh, there was nothing to do in the UK a lot of times, except for to go to the pub. And what are you doing there? You're having drinks and you're having conversation, you know, that's, Mm. that's what it, the whole
0: social scene was
1: built around. Right. And (laughs) The, the guy my mom was dating um, when, and he would hit all the pubs, right? And then he'd go back to the NCO club on base and finish up the night there before heading back to barracks. Okay. So this guy was probably <laughs> raging alcoholic by by today's terms. But over um, there, it's and,
0: just like a no, par for the course. In, in,
1: right. Yeah. So one day he was supposed to show up at a pub to meet my mom. Didn't show up. My mom knew he was probably absolutely passed out drunk somewhere. So she went on a mission to find him and break up with him because she'd had enough. And so she did, she found him passed out at a table in the the MCO club on base, drunk. And uh, she goes in there and lifts his head up and breaks up with him. He probably doesn't even remember. And she's (laughs) walking out and my dad's walking in and she's like, well, your friend's over there, just drunk, passed out on the table, just broke up with him. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. She's like, well, what are you doing then? He's like, I don't know. She's like, well, you're going to buy me a drink then. And that was how he met. (laughs) And so, I don't know. It's just, um, I think... uh, I think the base level of human interaction um, it's, it's hard to teach, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's one of those intangible things that yeah. some people are really good at. Some people could, could use practice. <laughs> and Some people are just introverted and it, and they, their, their conversational skills are, I wouldn't say lacking, they're just different. Um, And so I think in in sales, in in a sales world, um, more than anything, I mean, process is important, but helping people understand how to be, how to embrace who they are and their conversational style and how to use that in a way that comes across as really organic and natural and Mm -hmm. draws people in as opposed to putting up walls, um, I think is essential because if you can't hold a conversation about non-business related stuff, as well as business related stuff, you're screwed. Because people want that connection. They do. They, they, they don't want to spend 30 minutes on the phone with someone they don't enjoy talking to. Um, and, you know, I mean, they probably will at times because, you know, but that's usually when there's no other solution. It's like, we're stuck with this. Yeah. <laughs> this dude's a tool, but, you know, he's our tool. Um, <laughs> so that's the way I look at it.
0: I love, I love it. That's so great. You know, I think, um, you know, it, when you say it's hard for people, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard, you know, hard for me too, because, you know, every single person you meet is different and, and you don't know like how your personality is going to land to them. So like, sometimes you revert to like, I need to figure out what this person wants to see. And then you try to twist yourself in pretzels to, you know, to, to, to act to, to what you think that they need from you, as opposed to like, you know, it's your mom could have, could have said that to a million other guys and they'd be like, Whoa, this girl's really forward. Like, yeah, right. Like, I'm not buying you a drink, like, (laughs) but like, you know, tell her that, (laughs) (laughs) but but do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, sometimes that might that, but that's the whole point. Like we shouldn't, you know, she should have to be herself. And that, and and not be afraid to do that. And I guess my question right. is like, you know, how, how do you think about that in, in terms of, you know, selling and is there anything that you, do you, do you even think about like what people want to see from me or are, are you just you?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, because when push comes to shove, I mean, if I'm a comedian on a call and it's a serious, you know, mm-hmm. serious, um, Mm-hmm. Discussion that we're we're having about a problem, a very serious problem. Like, I mean, cybersecurity is inherently like, I mean, if there's a problem, if they've been hacked or something's going on, mm-hmm. and they've mm-hmm. been hit with, yeah. you know, you know, fines for not being compliant, you know, or something like that, then that's that's not a conversation where I'm going to be like, okay, guys, what one liner can I pull out? Did you out hear the one about this fall <laughs> off? With, you know, um, and I think that um, you have to you have to think on your feet, you know. And, um, I've had conversations that one, one great story is a, is very recent one. Um, I had a customer where I was doing a technical demo and it was like, you know, the IT director and like the CISO or the, I don't know, the CTO or something like that. And, um, these guys were very, very like, they weren't showing their cards. I knew they were vetting other vendors. Um, they were very, um, reserved would be the description during the demo Mm -hmm. and, um, I I was still myself, but I wasn't necessarily as cornball as I might normally be, you know, like I was trying to rein in the mom humor a little bit and be a little bit more on the professional, like I'm taking control of this call and kind of driving next steps sort of girl. So I really, I switched hats. And and the funny thing about that, you know, saying that is like, even when I am being a cornball and a, you know, just being kind of goofy, I still control that conversation as much as I can. You know, I mean, I allow for fluidity and you know all of that stuff. Like, you know, conversations a raging river. You can't necessarily always control where it's going to go, but you can kind of help redirect. Um, but on that call, I was like, okay, you know, let me be personable. I'll still be myself, but I'm I'm not going to drop the corny one-liners, and I'll make sure that there's a clear defined next step at the end of this call, and that they understand, you know, what I, what my role is in this conversation, and Long story short, they ended up going with Fortinet, and you know we 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 did a sale. Um, and the ironic part about it is, afterwards, um, the the IT director had some questions about you know how to set up his firewall and all of this, and he needed some additional resources and. I was there. I was Johnny on the spot for him. And we had a couple conversations on the phone. And, you know, it was about five minutes of technical, like, hey, let me, I'm going to share this resource with you um, and answering his questions. And then the next thing, you know, we're talking about our kids and life. And, oh, he's got a, you know, crappy home firewall or router that he's using that's like cutting in and out. And his wife's like a high up in the military and she needs like really, you know, strong signal. And, Blah blah blah, and so the next thing you know, I'm like hustling a home home router. You know, he's like, I want a Fortinet, and I'm like, okay, let's do business. And um, but the 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 ironic part about it was this guy was very like I would say cool and reserved and very uh, he wasn't like giving me the vibes that we were like you know best friends on that initial call. Um, and by the time I had gotten done with the second and third call with him we had a great relationship and we were talking about all sorts of things, football and kids and this, that. And, um, yeah. And then he bought a home router for me as well. So, um, I think that if I had gone into that initial call full Amy, it probably would have been off putting to them, um, just from a business standpoint, but because I knew that I could, I needed to hold back a little bit. Um, and just kind of let that relationship evolve naturally. Now I have a great relationship with this IT director that's going to be a you know a fan for life. He knows he can turn to me to get problems solved, you know. And that's the, that's a, a very strong foundation for more business in the future, you know. That and that's the way I look at it. And um, I think um, I think you just have to think on your feet. You can't be too rigid. You can't be you know, this is the way, how, you know, how it's going to be. And if you are kind of a funnier person or a seriously non-serious person, you know, (laughs) you have to know when to be serious and when, you know, it's okay to drop a meme in an email, you know what I mean? So read the room, you know what I mean? That's, that's, That's how I would put it.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I, I've been told that, you know, myself, it's like, sometimes like I, you know, I, I don't know, like when I'm always, like, thinking about, like, um, yeah, what's the situation? It's never black and white. Like, someone, you know, could be having a, you know, bad day. Something could be happening in, in, in their life. And, you know, if, if you, you know, you, you, you attune yourself to that and, and you know, you kind of, you know, try to you, – you pick up on those things and think on your feet, then – you know, yeah, people start respecting you and then maybe the door opens for that relationship to grow because I'm always thinking about like how do you grow how do, how does that relationship start with somebody that's totally standoffish and it sounds like, you know, you've been able to do it with a couple of people not with everyone. I'm certain certain there's situations where, you know, you you don't get through to people, you know, and that's yeah, okay. I mean, totally okay.
1: Right. And I think that's going to be the case. I think you um you can't you can't win them all. And so the ones that you, you don't connect with, it's not, it's, it's not for lack of effort. I don't think, and I don't think we should kind of kick ourselves when, when we don't succeed. Um, we're not going to get every sale. We're not going to win every relationship. It's just the nature of the beast. And um, I, I remember when I was in customer service, um, they, they used to send me all the really, really like douchebag callers, you know? <laughs> Like that, no one else wanted to deal with. They didn't have the energy or the emotional. Like they're like, no, I can't. Um, And so I would just, you know, like I mean, so it got to the point, Alex, where they wouldn't even ask me, like if I wanted to take the call. They would just be like, Amy, we got someone for you. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go. You know. But for me, like I looked at it like it was a personal challenge. Like I was like, yes, (laughs) what's what's in Pandora's box today? Um, And. One day it was this guy that ha- I was working for CMA and if there was some documentation issue and story of his life, you know, and we were just out to get him, you know, and he called up and was just being a huge prick. I think he was dropping F bombs and the girl was almost in tears. The other rep was almost in tears and they transferred him over to me. And, you know, um, I, I, there's this thing called energy matching, which I'm a big fan of. And when I get someone on the phone, that's being like really, um, and this applies in sales too, when they're, they're really standoffish and it's like, what makes you better than anyone else? You know, well, in this case it was, well, I don't know that you're really going to be able to solve my problem kind of thing. And, um, and my energy was like, well, you know what? I don't really know if I could solve your problem. I mean, all I can do is tell you, I'm going to try you know, can you give me the opportunity to try? Because you you don't have to, but I'm asking you, like, give me an opportunity to try to fix your problem. And hey, maybe we walk away from this with a problem solved game, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) And this guy was like, I mean, all right, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? And I told him, I told him exactly what I was going to do, like how I was going to escalate it, how I was going to get resolution. And uh, at the end of the day, my goal was to get this problem resolved before the end of business. So he was like, all right, well, You know, I think at this point, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound, but okay, you can try. And I was like, oh, it's such a good analogy. And after that, like, I was like, I I was like, man, this is like the gunshot. on a I mean, a Band-Aid on a gunshot, dude, you know, forever, you know, and I ended up solving his problem and he was really grateful. And then after that, he wouldn't talk to anyone else you would call in Love and that. only ask for me. And then when I moved to the sales team, it was the same thing. I had all these people that followed me into sales. I didn't even own their accounts and they would still call me. And I'm like, dude, your, your rep is like sitting like two seats over. Like I, can't, I can't help you, you know? But um, I, I think that uh, energy matching is a big deal in the sales world. we tend to think that we have to sit back and remain composed and be like Mm. super serious and like yeah Yeah. like um and i i disagree with that i think like if someone comes at me with a lot of energy and maybe they're a little standoffish like you know they if i if i match that vibe a little bit they actually might relate to that you know especially if they're from like freaking boston or something right
0: Um, you know, I, 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 I totally agree. I love that analogy. I might steal, steal that. Um, you know, the band aid actually did work on, uh, it sounds like the gunshot wound. Okay. Um, um, but you know, yeah, like, you know, people are just, um, yeah, they're comfortable with like people who get their mood. Like if you're, if you're, if you kind of come down to their mood and like kind of meet them again, where they are, then, you know, we're, we, we, we take down that armor, you know, it kind of like, it just, it, it calms us. It, it, it makes us feel safe. You know, I can talk to this dude. This doesn't have any, this person um, I've been told uh, another guest came on and, and said, you know, it's like, you know, when you're vulnerable, it's like, you know, people take down their armor because, you know, what happens in battle? Like you have weapons and they have their shield up. But then like when you're vulnerable, you don't have any weapons. You don't have any swords. You don't have any weapons to hurt them. So they take their shield down because they're like, this guy can't, this woman, this guy can't hurt me anymore.
1: Yeah, um, that's totally true. And and that works more often than not. Like um, <clears throat> I was just telling David Master the other day, he was helping me out with this pitch thing I'm doing. And um, I was telling him about a call I just did where my BDR lost the call notes so coming into the call, I was talking to the IT director in the CISO, and I had no clue what this was supposed to be about. And I'm like, this should be fun, you know? And so I get them on the phone, and the first thing I say to them, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to be completely brutal with you. I don't know what this call is about. Like, my BDR lost the call notes, and I am flying blind, so I'm just going to hand the wheel to you, like, kind of, you referenced, like, this before we started, like, you know, it's like, handing over the wheel. And I'm like, I'm just going to hand the wheel to you and you guys just kind of tell me where we need to go and like, what, why you decided to take the call today? Cause I don't know what I don't know, you know? And they were like, yeah, cool. Absolutely. And they kind of chuckled about it. And they thought it was really funny that I was just like, I don't know why we're talking. Why are we talking? So you tell me.
0: I love and, that um, question. and
1: it, it was a great, it was a great conversation because the first thing I did was like, show them my underbelly and, and say like, I don't freaking know why we're here today, guys. Like, how can I help you or not help you? And they, they actually chuckled and mentioned something about they weren't sure if they were going to get a sales pitch. And I laughed and I was like, I don't do sales pitches. <laughs> like, and they were like, oh, I'm like, either either you have a problem and I can solve it or you don't. And I'm just going to be your account manager for when you do. I'm like, you know, that's kind of how I roll. And I they am like, like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. And then, you know, I booked a demo and had next steps and everything because I was able to kind of get them comfortable enough to talk to me about something that wasn't even on their radar. And, you know, I mean, that's just a very, um, vulnerability is just such a big deal um, in our world. And even like admitting that you're not having a great day, you know, or that you're busy or whatever the case may be. Like people relate to that um, all the time. Completely. Completely. What if you started off a a discovery call like that to you and you're like, listen, I'm having the worst day ever guys make it better for me please for the love of all things I bet it would be a great call
0: yeah you know or I gotta admit like you know when when people say like how are you like we kind of blow by and like yeah I'm pretty good I'm doing all right you know instead of like you know I'll I'll be right direct man it's a tough week I'm not you know my, my parent my my family canceled Thanksgiving and you know earlier this year I lost my father. And, and, you know, we're having a virtual Thanksgiving. Other than that, though, I'm doing our- <laughs> right. You know, and that's what,
1: what the crazy thing about that is they're not no one's expecting like real people, you know, they're, right. expecting, they're like, whoa, like, uh, tell me
0: about that. Tell me like, oh, my gosh, yeah. like, like, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, funny you say that about my Thanksgiving dinner, we had to, you know, make changes myself. And this is mm-hmm. what we did. And so you kind of that's where the you know, the, the rope starts or the snowball starts, right. That turns into the avalanche. Um, This is kind of a good segue. So like you're talking about vulnerability. So like those of you on LinkedIn, if you know, (laughs) you look at Amy, I think that's why people love you. Like, I don't even know, I can't even put my like some people are like, you gotta have a theme, you gotta have a strategy on LinkedIn. Like I've, I've seen trainings of, I separate, you know, kind of like my, like I have a business strategy to my clients and like, you know, I, I use Facebook for personal and I use Instagram for another strategy. I can't tell, like, like if if I didn't know you, I wouldn't know what the hell your strategy is other than you put out what you're thinking about. <laughs>
1: You know, for for those of
0: you listening, I'm just, you know, you're going to see Amy's into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She just puts a picture of her face and pouty, like, you know, after doing a a round of BJJ. Um, She puts pictures of her kids on LinkedIn. She puts, um, you know, like videos.
1: Galloping out in the past. galloping like, on the pasture. holding on to my cell phone because it's not a
0: GoPro. People would say, "What the hell business value does that serve?" And so I guess with that, mm. like your vul- like to 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 speak to vulnerability, what does that do? Because I feel like all the posts that you put that are just straight up stream of consciousness, here's what's going on in my day, are the ones that are like hundreds of people liking it. You said the other day, I, I I'm like I can't even make this crap up. She's just like I didn't do anything today but laundry just saying, or something like that. And like yeah, I think that 200 like, likes like later. 8,000,
1: 10,000 views or something, you know, it's, I'm it's like up there. What?
0: I'm like thinking of an hour of a great post and like, she's just like, did laundry today. I'm like, and and people are into the, like, okay. So to that, and yeah, what do you think that does? And what is your, do you have a strategy? And if so, what is it? Or yeah,
1: what nah. is that? yeah, nah dog. there ain't no strategy. Um, my strategy is okay. So, so it's kind of funny because, um, it's not like I didn't have a strategy to begin with. Like I had a strategy. My strategy was to grow my personal brand to get me more exposure in front of decision makers. It was very simple and it was very sound. And I was like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And, um, I, um, I got to the point where, you know, like I think people generally understood that that knew me and were actively following me at the very beginning like a year ago you know they knew that I had a lot of experience in sales and was kind of savvy on the business side and I would give out a lot of advice and I still plan to get back to that but my life took a freaking segue like you wouldn't believe okay and like you mentioned like how crazy your year's been and losing your dad and all of that before that and Um, I mean, I've been through a job, major job change. I went from enterprise level sales down to SMB sales, which is like going from like slow 12 to 18 month deal cycles to super fast, like closing business every week deal cycles. Um, So that was a major thing in the middle of COVID. Uh, I went through a divorce that was often very emotionally tumultuous, you know, and with another sales. I mean, my ex-husband's in sales too. And, uh, you know, two salespeople divorcing, is real fun. You know, it's like
0: the negotiation of our no personal lives. Oh, you know? no.
1: So I was going through that. Um, I was going through moving into a new home, you know, all the issues with COVID trying to figure out like, should I date? Should I not date? Like, you know, that kind of personal struggle. Um, plus I still had on Friday in my career and I'm ramping a new job you know, where I took over a territory that had p- kind of poor business, you know, I mean, mm. it needed to it really mm-hmm. needed a lot of attention. And so, um, and then, you know, uh, two months ago, finding out my aunt had cancer, you know, that just kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, literally, it was like, one day, she was fine. And the next day, she's got two months to live. And then two weeks later, she's dead. Um, it was, it's been one hell of a year, you know, And And so at the beginning of the year, I was like fully invested in, you know, Amy giving out great sales advice and business advice and, you know, doing all of that. And it just slowly degraded into like no plan, randomly posting when, you know, I have the bandwidth Um, and, and then being very vulnerable and sharing like what I was going through personally, um, I thought, well, this is either going to make or break it. You know, people are either going to tune in and turn it on, or they're going to be like, what is this chick doing on LinkedIn? Like when LinkedIn started posting those little, like on the bot, when you were going to post something and then there was that advisory that they were posting, like, is this professional? Is this business related? I was like, whoops, that's, that's all my fault. Like, I was like, no, that's too much ego. <laughs> you didn't do that. Like, it's not all your fault, Amy. Um, but god, I was that was like the vanity in me. I was like, oh, it's my fault. LinkedIn's changing this for everyone because it's one person um but no, but seriously, it made me sit back and think like, you know, what am I doing here and i'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't say that like there were times where I was like, I need to get back to to business and being a little bit more you know serious and talking about sales and whatever, but at the same time um I feel like what's happening in our personal lives and even our professional lives, um, it's not pretty all the time. And it's not, I mean, you know, the fact that on a Sunday, all I did was laundry because I haven't had a weekend to to rest in months and months. Like it's been football games and horse shows and, you know, trying to get all of my chores done for the weekend because I'm a single mom, you know, in one weekend. Um, yeah, it it didn't seem relevant to business. But if I hadn't taken that day to just decompress and to be like, not doing anything, you know, then Monday, I could have shown up to work stressed out and overextended again. And, you know, I, I just knew that I physically and emotionally needed a needed an off day. So that is relevant to business, you know, If my personal life is garbage, I'm not going (laughs) to sell effectively. Or the fact that I'm doing as well as I'm doing on my job, having gone through all of that crap, um, maybe on the flip side of this, that's what I need to talk about is how I got through all of that and still found success in my day job and my career. My kids are okay. My cats are okay. You know, my family's, getting through a major loss. We're, we're, we're doing everything we can do to try to be okay every day. And, um, you know, maybe that's what I need to talk about is how to, to, to box your life up in a way that makes sense and then unpack it when it's necessary. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. You know, there's so much to talk about there. You could do a whole episode on this, but like what I'm like hearing you say is that like, you know, you, people want to do business with, real people and they don't see that enough and it's they're craving it and it's they're almost surprised when they get it because then you know like it's it's more so about like this personal connection and then like they've already kind of made the like they think they've made the business decision and then if they're in a in a safe pair of hands then the rest is kind of like you know a a much easier conversation and and I guarantee you, your clients probably talk about that stuff on LinkedIn. Like they see you post something like, oh my God, Amy, I'm so sorry about your, you know, your, 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 um, aunt, like my aunt just pe- pe- like I have a family member that passed from cancer or, you know, man, I, that's awesome that you po- put up about laundry. Like I did nothing over the weekend or like, it's like, you have this, like, relationship like you relate and that's the key of relationship is that word and then you know it just kind of snowballs from there it's like reciprocity and then you're you have this connection and like you said then you get people coming back to you wanting to do business with you and yeah you know I think sometimes try
1: to force it too And
0: I'm like (laughs) guys we're not
1: doing business like I can't this is like my coworkers, like customer like again you know but it's it is funny I have like I have um, customers and partners that are friends with me on Facebook and I I limit that a little bit more. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm like, I kind of hide that my, I mean, I don't, I don't put it all out on LinkedIn, you know, but uh, I have uh, partners and customers that are friends with me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. And so they'll see more of my personal life Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. I even put on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. And yeah, I get calls from them on like, you know, a Monday being like, Hey, I saw your, you know, you looked like you had a fun weekend and, you know, or, oh man, that's tough. You know, I'm really sorry for your loss and, you know, or whatever it is. And, um, and uh, I mean, but I'm also like genuinely connecting with them too. Like I'm invested in their lives too. And they see it, you know, and, and when we have conversations, it's not just about business. It's like 5% business and 95%, like, how was your weekend? And, you know, and. I think when you have that dynamic with people, you can ask harder questions too. So, you know, we talk about BANT and qualifying sales and all of this. And I think that um, when you get to the point where someone respects you as a human being, they're going to be more forthcoming and more honest. Um, and, uh, and, and, and then maybe they don't even know you that well yet, but you're able to connect a little bit on an emotional level and kind of get them comfortable enough with you that you can ask those questions. And um, I, I just did this pitch competition for work, which we were talking about before we recorded. And uh, I felt really bad because I didn't practice, didn't crack the pitch deck, nothing. I was like, Oh, I'm in trouble. And then I nailed it. And I think that was partially because I was winging it and I was just being myself and I was doing on that pitch call, you know, what I would do on any call. And though I kind of kept the structure of it very business related, cause that was the whole point behind it. Um, I, um, I winged it, you know, okay. and I, I was not following any sort of structure or anything. And I think because of that, I came across as very natural. Um, and, um, And, and, and my, my boss was comfortable with the conversation, but, um, and I feel like that, that, um, if I could give anyone out there, any advice on sales, um, ditch everything, you know, okay. About band and, you know, what openers to use and whatever, blah, ditch it all. And this weekend or over Thanksgiving holiday, if you're going to be around family members, practice having real conversations with them, ask them questions about themselves and their lives. And uh, and also don't be afraid to talk about yourself because we talk a lot on sales in in sales leadership and training about, you know, make it all about the customer and do your research Mm -hmm. and whatever. Um, And that's all fine and good. But, you know, sometimes people want to talk to you because you're interesting Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Totally. You know, when I tell people that I grew up in the UK and I'm a cowgirl and blah, 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 you know, they're like, Oh, cool. And they, they think it's interesting, but what does it do? It makes them comfortable enough to start talking about something unique about themselves. Yeah. And then, then you've got that to carry forward in conversations. It's like, yeah, let's keep it going. Um, so over the, the holiday weekend, or, you know, I mean, if I don't know when you're airing this, so I, I say that, but even, you know, over Christmas or whatever, um, if you're out with friends, start practicing seeing how you can not really manipulate those conversations because I don't want it to sound like, you know, psychotic, Um, but start practicing how you can guide those conversations through questions, pulling them out, you know, like asking them more about themselves and things they have going on, and also sharing some kind of interesting quirks about yourself and seeing where that leads in those conversations. And I guarantee you at the end of it, you will be a better sales rep because you've kind of learned the art of freaking conversation with people you're already comfortable with or maybe not maybe it's your new brother-in-law and you think he's a like an awkward dude but set make it a goal to see if you can be like you know good buddies and pals at the end of it and i mean i don't know that's that's what i've always done and i think it helps because you know people are drawn to that and they relax around people that are willing to engage and truly converse. And, um, you know, with your family, there's no end goal, you know, and your friends, (laughs) there's really no end goal. You're not trying to sell them anything. Um, and if you can be that person on a sales call where, yeah, there's an end goal, but you're very detached from that end goal. You know, you just approach it in a very like chill you know, we're we're gonna banter for a little bit kind of way, you're gonna be more successful because you're gonna be able to draw them in and get them comfortable enough that you get the intel you need, you can drive next steps, you can, you know, understand the full measure of that deal and uh and it's gonna feel effortless. And that's how it should be when you're doing it right.
0: Yeah. Man, there's so much in there. What you said, I just love what you said. Like, you know, some people think like it's, it's vain to talk about yourself. Um, and yeah, if that's all that you were talking about, but like, if you pepper in some things about yourself that like, you know, that can really be the starting place for so many awesome conversations to start. Like you don't even know where they're going to go. You're not doing it for any reason. You're just let, like, you're letting people know you, people can't know you unless you let them unless you yeah. decide to be intentional about letting them know you instead of being like we're just going to talk about business and like me helping you instead mm-hmm. of like you knowing me so that you can feel comfortable with me helping you like-
1: yeah and i think like you you um we had a conversation where you know you brought up your dad in the hospital and one of the things that he was talking about was history and, and the book that he was, you know, talking about. And, um, and we immediately realized we had a connection to world war two yes. yeah. and the bombings in London. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my nanny survived that. And like immediately the two of us were like, Oh wow. Like this is crazy. We have, we have stuff to talk about that's, you know, completely removed from like our, our work life. And um, I think that that, that right there is the ca- the catalyst that we should use to um, inspire change in each other and like our business conversations. Um, you know, at the at the base level, sales is very psychological, um, but it can also be incredibly emotional in a in a really positive way. And I think that that's what we should be striving for. You know, not every conversation is going to have some a major, you know, amazing emotional impact, but sometimes they really do. And like you and me, like I was grieving, you know, and I remember the call, the conversation that we had, like, you know, talking through it and I was able to relate to your loss. And and then next thing, you know, we're talking about history and like, you know, and there's, and, but you know, unless you're vulnerable, unless you're willing to, to, to truly engage and talk about yourself, You're never going to get to that level of comfort with someone else. So don't be afraid to talk about yourself. And people ask me all the time, like, how do I find something interesting about myself to post on LinkedIn? I'm like, dude, what did you have for breakfast? You know, could you, could you talk about why you eat quinoa in your oatmeal, you know, or whatever? I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, just start talking about yourself. Like, I don't know. That's the way I look at it.
0: I love that you know I think it's so hard for people I've, I've had so many conversations like, man, like that's like for Facebook or Twitter and you know what like you know, I give you permission. Amy's just given you permission um, and you know it, it it can be in a in a mix of providing some um, some great, business advice for your niche and 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 helping your customers. Um, but like if you mix in some of just that just mindless stuff, it's doesn't have to be some end goal. It just to be you. Hey like I'm I'm getting like I'm I'm I, I think about I, I used to think about like what's my brand on LinkedIn and stuff. Like I'm like I don't man, this is like I don't want to be manufacturing anything, but like what do people want to think about when they think about you and I'm just like Alex Smith Decent guy, you know. Like, all right, dude, you know. So, like, if anything, I put up, you know, kind of speaks to that post, you know. Um, so, like, I, I kind think, of think I think the that.
1: people that are really unique to me on LinkedIn have, um, I mean, they have a style that's certainly like their style, um, but they're not afraid to, to kind of be confrontational or just different, you know. And um, you know, I, I look at I look at someone like you. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are willing to stick their neck out a little bit and risk, um, you know, a slap on the wrist by the LinkedIn community for not being business related. Um, and I'm one of those people that just basically said, F it, you know, whatever. Like my life's a freaking tornado of crazy right now. And, you know, some people are gonna like it, some people aren't. And, uh, and that's okay too, you know, I don't, like one person said, I posted something, there's a lot of emojis in it, and they pushed back on that in the comments and said, "I don't know about the emojis. Like, like the the premise behind what I posted was good, but the 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 quantity of emojis what I use is used going is on in your
0: day? That, that right. is so important.
1: <laughs> and I was just like, "Dude, like, it's not for everyone. Like, I get that. Cool. That's fine. I don't begrudge you your, you know, your like your choice of not using emojis. Like, that's totally on you." Um and. I don't know. I, I love it. I think that the more, like the harder people try to be like cool or like a, like an influencer or whatever, Mm, mm, the more mm. they, they come across as very fake. Fake. And, um, and you know, I I don't know. I, I just, I think that, um, being true to yourself is going to matter more in the long run. Um, as far as growing your personal brand. Now, if you're like brand is your business you know like like david massover just had a conversation with him a couple days ago and i was like hey man use this conversation if you want for content you know because he's a sales coach and trainer and that's what you know that's his that's where he makes his money and um and so today he posted and tagged me in the post and talked about a conversation we had and you know someone like that is going to, you know, they're going to, their, their theme is going to very much be true to like their brand because he's, he, his brand, he is his brand.
0: Yeah. You know, and there are people yeah, like
1: that out there too, but like, I don't know, I'm not Fortinet.
0: Yeah. I, I totally agree. Some people, you see people just stream stuff from reposted and that from their company brand. And you're like, but I don't know you, like, I don't, how do yeah. I, like, I don't care. Like I could do, I could find that on the company website, you know what I mean? Like, or if I was following their page, that's like, the same thing as following their page. But Amy, I could talk to you for so long. um, And, um, you know, maybe we'll do this again. I want to kind of end off on two things. Normally, like, it's going to be a fun question like I do at the end. But like, I could literally do an episode on all the funny stuff that you do with prospects and emails and like the crazy, just, I'm just gonna say it just crazy shit that you do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Give me some good stories, like tell the listeners, like just some good stories of emails or calls or just like off the wall stuff that you've done recently or like, you know, your, 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 your greatest hits. Um, so they can get some ideas <laughs> okay. on how they like approach people in a uh, very unique way, maybe using humor or, you know, being yeah. themselves.
1: Okay, so everyone knows the movie Spaceballs if they're our age. <laughs> yes, yes. classic users, movie like from the 80s yeah 10 years younger they might not know Spaceballs if you're listening to this podcast drop everything and go watch Spaceballs okay it, um, yes it's, it's worth it <laughs> um, but there's this one scene where they have lost something in the desert okay and they send guys down to the desert to literally comb the desert and everything in this movie is very literal and it's hilarious like at one point they're talking about how the radar system is jammed and it's literally got jam, like flowing down the radar. Anyways. So these guys are in the desert with a, with a comb, like a literal, like life-size comb. And they're just combing the desert sand and they call down to them at one point And they're like, have you found anything yet? And they're like, no, man, we ain't found shit. And, um, and so sometimes with my partners, especially, um, if I'm waiting on uh, an update for them on it on a deal, like maybe I'm not privy to the end customer or they haven't introduced me to end customer or whatever, um, I won't say anything except for "Hey guys," and then that like that meme of those guys combing the desert with that massive hair pick, and all it says is like "Like, have you found anything yet?" and then the following line is "No, I mean we ain't found." It doesn't say shit. It says crap, but whatever. You get the point. Yeah. And that, that, uh, that email has a 100% response rate. <laughs> How about those activity metrics? There you <laughs> go. I love and it. And I do the same thing. I use like Adele's like, hello, you know, meme. Um, I use, you know, the office based memes like, um, you know, I'm going to need an update on that. Um, and just stupid stuff like that, where it's like, they're not used to it. They're not used to getting stupid memes requesting an update. Like in the minute they get that and see that, it makes them smile, and they're like, "There goes Amy again." And I guarantee, like every single time, they respond and give me an update. Or I'll like, I'll like put funny things in there. Like um, one that I've used is like, um, "Like is this? Uh, oh man, now I'm gonna like draw a complete blank, and it's gonna bother me." But I'll put like, you know, um, like. Just doofy ass one-liners asking like if the if the business has gotten done, you know, like in, instead of like being like, hey guys, what's the status of this one, you know, I'll be like, what's the latest and greatest, and then like some stupid meme or, um, I don't know. And the more I use humor, um, the better. Yeah, and I
0: love it. Uh, yeah. it
1: it it never not works, <laughs> you know, unless I'm like unless it's like an executive, you know, at a big. Establishment, but I guarantee you, if you sent like them just the meme and it's just like, hey, man, like, I mean, you've had some sort of conversation with these people at this yeah. point. Uh, yeah. um I do send out a an annual Thanksgiving meme email. So I've been warning mm. my partners and customers that that's coming.
0: Wow. So they need to check I,
1: their spam folders because it's going to be full of just, just, just lovely delight.
0: I'm gonna have to have you just BCC me on some of these things. I, I
1: um, will. <laughs> <do that. laughs>
0: all right, Amy. I'm closing off with a fun question about uh, the human that you are, because this is all about you know just the whole thing wrapping it all up. The, like just this is all about people and um, you know real human beings. And so to for 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 the final thing for people to know something crazy and unique about you that you probably never said before if I was to ask someone, what is something that could only and would only happen to Amy Quick, what would that something or something, uh, an event be? Another way to think of it is like, one of your friends or family be like, oh my God, that's so Amy.
1: Yeah. um, It will probably be something like horse related, like like, I, you know, I've clotheslined myself with a horse branch, I did post about that. So <laughs> no, technically,
0: no. technically that's already out there. And you're the still alive?
1: Line. I am. I used to scream at my students, like, you always look where you're going. And one time I was looking down, like I was training what? a horse and I was looking down and I just, I just clotheslined how, myself right in a tree branch. How um, fast do
0: you think you were going? Like I was
1: trotting. You... So, I mean, it was I mean,
0: like, pretty not,
1: it's not that fast, but it was, Okay, a, but, it was, a, I mean,
0: clothesline so you're time. you're 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 taken off of the horse and you're like
1: <laughs> I didn't need to get your... off the horse I just got like my <laughs> nose and my lips just busted up and just blood was streaming and I was so damn stubborn like <sighs> that I refused to get off the horse and like stop training it because I still had like you know 20 minutes left on the, on this ride and so I was blood dripping like and I just looked over at my students who were like horrified. Like, you <laughs> like, where you're going.
0: Mom, I'm, um, stop. Get me out of here. Yeah. I'm done with horse riding. No, please stop. You can't make yeah, me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. It That's would be a... something horse related, something just stupid. Um, like, you know, I don't know, uh, like an equipment failure. Like, uh, you know, you always have to tighten your girth. And like, I'm sure that I would probably go to climb on a horse and the saddle would like fall off. And, you know, I don't know. I could tell you so many stories about me and horses and just dumb mistakes that I've made that would just one time I was galloping a horse. I'll, I'll say this and then we'll be done. I know you got to like. go ahead. One time I was galloping this horse um, around the arena and I wanted to be a jockey so bad. And I put my stirrups up like as short as they would go. And I was galloping him full speed around the arena. And um, one of the stirrups came unraveled because I like like I'd rolled them up like the leather like twisted it like a thousand times and it came loose and the stirrup snapped and I just completely lost the stirrup and my leg went with it you know and I'm like full on like full speed gallop and I just like got sucked under that bad boy so fast and like trampled you know and I was like well I'm never going to be a jockey you know because like holy crap that that kind of stuff would happen to me in my life and I feel like that's like a probably a very good testament to um I don't know how my life goes sometimes you know like it's just like everything's fine this is great and then like oh, no, I'm done here
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: dang yeah, oh man all right well Amy, we'll, we'll have to like talk to you uh, offline and, and hear more stories. I just love talking to you. Just a, like I said, a, just a great human being and just a real person. So glad that you came on the podcast today, Amy. Likewise. It's good to talk <laughs> with you too, Alex. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Amy. Hey gang! All right, wow, you made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts on what to All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right, see you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.